know. It's like a hiatus. I don't, I don't even know if hiatus is the word. What is it? A sabbatical? Sabbatical? Uh, yeah, sure. Vacation? I wouldn't call it a vacation. Are we, re- are we relevant enough to have the term sabbatical applied? I That's think we're relevant all the time. We're a top 10 podcast in the United States if you only listen to one podcast. And that's our We're podcast. like a top 10 podcast, like in the Ardenwood area, potentially. Yeah, in the in the San Ramon and Ardenwood area, we are a top 10 podcast. Uh, Anyways, we're back. And the premise of today's episode is going to center around a couple topics. We're going to go, The Ringer recently put out this top 125 players in the NBA list. And they updated this on June 14th. So this is post-finals, post-Nuggets winning it all um as recent as it gets so we're gonna deliberate that and go through everything we hate not about even a congrats to the nuggets For have me. you been seeing all the parade content yeah it's been great i've been loving it dude mike malone and vic lombardi vic lombardi with the like very big dagger to the lakers you know He's calling mike malone the daddy of the lakers Congrats to the Nuggets, who you know clearly showed that they beat the second best team in the league to make the make the finals. So, you know, just makes the, the Lakers postseason run even better than you know it already was. I like Denver and everything about them. These analysts calling it a dynasty already feels premature, considering the way they lost last year in the playoffs. It's kind of hilarious that they're calling it a dynasty. I agree, hundred percent. No, 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 no. Like, it, they're, they're not calling what they've already done a dynasty. Oh, they're, they're saying, saying it's a future dynasty? dynasty begins now. Oh, and I think... That's stupid. Do you need to win at least two I ships to be a dynasty in the making? You got you ha- You need to win two for that talk to even yeah. start. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, Golden State won in 15, and everything was just doubt because of, you know, all the injuries and that finals and everything. And they, it took a while for people to like truly appreciate that run of dominance. It took us getting Denver bored winning, of them in the finals for us to call it a dynasty. So I want to be bored of Denver in the finals before no, I entertain uh, the dynasty. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. But the, here's the thing: I love watching this team and everything they did in the playoffs. That Murray Jokic pick and roll is one of the most fun basketball things. I just love MPJ flinging it and somehow having a higher percentage. With contested shots and open shots, MPJ a... showed me he showed me a lot that even when his shots not falling, he rebounded the ball. You know, he passed the ball in Game Five. He made great passes to the perimeter, which I don't think I've seen MPJ do for somebody who is ever over under on assists the entire season was 0.5. You know, he passed the ball a lot this playoffs, and you know, truly, truly a good team effort all around. So, congrats to this Nuggets team. And their best player, Jokic, is ranked number one on this Ringer Top 125 NBA player rankings. Honestly, I'm okay with this. I'm. That's probably the only thing I'm okay with on this list. Okay, how do we want to do this? Like, there's. We can talk about the top 20, top 25. Do you want to just say 25? Let's talk about the top 25 on this list. Yeah, I'm with it. And then I think, I think the criteria we should judge is their overall value to the team. Or mm-hmm. are we doing like purely who is the better player, or is it like are you GM and who would you rather have on your team? That's where it's. I'm fine with whatever, right? Because each person's decision on how to rank a player is gonna. I guess how, how do we vary, think? Right? How do we think whoever made this list made this list? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, some of the descriptions here are gonna show us exactly how they made this list. Like, especially for Luca, We'll get to Luca later, but there's there's some very questionable rankings. But let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. I think Joker, after these playoffs especially, has just proven to everyone that he's the singular most dominant player in basketball right now. He's he's the two-and-a-half-time reigning MVP, so you know. For I sure. mean, he, he swept. He, what? He's a, a finals MVP now. He's a Western Conference finalist mvp he's made the first teams in the past two-time league mvp he's had every major accolade you can have in the sport minus all-star game mvp but you think he cares about that i'm just i'm just you said he has every i disagree this dude did an interview where he said he didn't know where his 
finals MVP was, I don't think he's sweating one bit about not having an all-star MVP. I wonder if he found it. I think he found it. It was in the parade, so I think he found it. It was in the parade. He did find it. But all things considered, exquisite touch. His defense has gotten better positionally. He's much better than like two, three years ago. Um, He's undoubtedly the number one player in the league. Let's move on. The ringer has Steph Curry at two. Absolutely atrocious. As much... Atrocious. No, no, no. It's... First of all, don't say atrocious. As much as I love Steph, I think he's the third best player in the league. What? I don't think he's two. Okay. I don't think he's two. Okay. We're going here already. We are going here already. He is the most... Aside from Jokic, I think he's the only other player in that tier of singular offensive force. Like... He is an offense in and of himself, whether he has the ball or whether he doesn't have the ball. And that's what makes him so special. I think throughout his career, people have tried to dig at him saying he's a poor defender. But actually, if you get into the numbers and just watching him play, he's a positionally sound defender. He's one of the better help defending guards. That's He's like led the league in steals before. And that doesn't happen on accident. Like he knows how to read passing lanes. His wingspan is better than what the average guard's wingspan is. And I think he tries, which ultimately for a guard who has that much responsibility on offense, simply trying on defense is better than what most guards do. I agree with your analysis. I just think he's a little bit older in his career, and I think number three is a little high right now. Did you see what he did this season? I think, personally, for sure Giannis and, of course, Embiid are definitely better players than he is right now. You're, you're telling me you want Embiid over Steph right now? Yeah. Right now. Steph is 36. I'd say right now. Yes, right, like today. Who was a better... Like, in a playoff series, who do you want, Embiid or Steph? It depends on who's around Steph. I think Embiid, you could do a lot more with him with a lot less. Or mm, Embiid, fine. His floor is great. Like, he will get you 45 wins. We haven't seen him do it once in the postseason. I've seen Steph do it in the playoffs like seven different times. I agree about the playoff comment. And, yeah, that's that's definitely one thing. But I'm not trying to put Steph at, like, 15. But I think three is really high when you have Giannis and you have Embiid who just won the MVP. And, yeah, it was a very – people are calling it a very narrative-driven MVP. Like, sure. We can call it that. But Embiid had a really great season, and he was very valuable to that team that almost made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but didn't because they choked a little (laughs) too hard. But I understand Embiid winning the MVP. Like, he was amazing. It's it's not the fact that he won that. Even if he didn't win the MVP, I would still say that as of right now, I think he's a better player. Yeah, not that... That's what I'm getting at. Like, I don't think the MVP should be the justification no, for yeah, why he's ahead of anyone. I agree. The, the award is irrelevant. But he had yeah. a very great season. And he's younger. He did, but this isn't, this isn't about who had, a, like, a better season. This is about who is the better player. Yeah, so just a player who has a better season generally tends to be the better player at this current moment, no? I mean, like, Jimmy Butler had a pretty pedestrian regular season and I think he's a better player than like someone ahead of him like I don't know McKin- or I don't know who's ahead of him on this list uh... oh, but, but you see what I'm saying right it's like there's players on here who statistically and it, here's the argument with Steph you can't even nitpick that he had a bad statistical season because he, he averaged he did, 30 he great season. On- that's not what I'm saying <laughs> I just think that Giannis and Embiid are younger than him and, and currently better than him. I, like he's Giannis. Giannis, I agree, is a better player right now. So, like, I would so rather you, start. You're saying by, Giannis in the two, right? If you were to make this list, you say Giannis in the two. I, I'm putting Giannis at two. Yeah, I think that's. I agree with that's that. Set in stone. I'm putting Steph at four okay, and Embiid at three. There's a lot of things with Giannis that I don't question. That I question with Embiid, and there's a lot of things with Steph that I do not question. That I question with Embiid, which is why. Like, I, I like Giannis at two, I like Steph at three, and I like Embiid at four. And I don't think that's unfair to say. I don't think it's unfair to say, but I also just think that as a Warriors fan, you have to understand. There is some bias. I'm not even saying this as a Warrior fan. If I'm the Lakers, like, if I'm a staunch Laker fan and I watch that series that Golden State and L.A. had, I'm scared to death of Steph every single time he touches the ball. Oh, like, 100%. Whether yeah. it goes in or not. 
I don't have that fear if I'm watching Joel Embiid play basketball. He definitely doesn't have that, like, killer instinct. He hasn't done it for so long yeah, in a his... postseason yet where I'm just terrified of him. How much are you taking postseason into account here as well is my question to you. It it really matters, man, because, like, at the end of the day, everyone's ultimate goal is to win a championship, right? Like, unless you're Jordan Poole and you're just trying to get a $145 million contract, then it's different. But if... Is this the Draymond Green show? What happened? <laughs> If you're a star in this league and you have every single monetary, if you have like team, like full support of the team for all your decisions on, off the court, everything, like at the end of the day, you're just trying to win a championship, right? And how you play in the playoffs matters. It's why we value guys like Jamal Murray. It's why before these playoffs, like Donovan Mitchell was sought after so much because we've seen what he does in the playoffs. Like he elevates his game, takes it to Jimmy Butler, like these guys are it that should matter. I don't want someone who's going to put up stats in the regular season and then just Embiid goes from 31 a game in the regular season to 23 and every single year durability is an issue that plays a role in that. Like I don't worry about that with Giannis except for this back issue this season. I don't worry about that with Steph anymore. He fixed his ankle issues. I definitely do not worry about that with Joker. The, the man is indestructible. So I guess my, my question is, I understand why you have Steph High, but, you know, what about Tatum? What about Doncic? Why don't you... I don't... They're not They're not there yet. They're not in that top three discussion yet. No, I'm talking about your four, five, six. Four, five, six? Let's, let's talk about four, five, six. So my one is Joker, two is Giannis, three is Steph. What do you have right now? Uh, same one and two. I think we have Embiid and Steph switched. Three right, okay, so... Yeah. So my three is Steph, your three is Embiid, and vice versa. Yeah, let's I talk about five. my number five. I think is as I think is Jason Tatum, but I think it's Luca. So on the Ringers list, they have Kevin Durant at four. Uh, they have Giannis at three, which I think KD is at four. Which I think I think KD at four is insane. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Like, pe- people are having discussions now. They're like, oh, if Jokic wins one more ring, could he potentially be, like, better all-time than than KD? And, you know, I see an argument where if he continues on the trajectory he's on right now, that's definitely a possibility. And this isn't no, to speak... If he, if, he, if he wins one more, he's not all-time. No, 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 no. KD. He wins one more, plus he continues on the trajectory. Like, he can't just win one more and retire. Like, I mean, KD the is, discussion is there. Katie's longevity is, you know, keeping him for sure uh, up in that race. But I think as of right now, like injury problems, right, for Katie, huge factor, I think, in this discussion, right, um, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, how good of a player he is. Yeah, but you have to be available for your team as well, right? Uh, he's still a great shooter. And obviously, you know, we, we saw in Phoenix, it's not like he lost his touch or anything. But to have him over, in, in my opinion, Tatum and Doncic is kind of is, is a little bit of a slight I think. And his I, age, I it's like, you know. I think I understand the sentiment of why. Like, skill-wise, he still is as good as ever. He's as efficient as ever in the playoffs. His, like, his ceiling is very high. high I totally understand that, yeah. But no, it, he he's the perfect superstar to complement a team. And I think my issue with him being over guys like Tatum and Doncic is that those two are doing so much individually for their team on a night-in, night-out basis that they can never really take a back seat, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, we know with, like, Tatum and Brown. Like, Brown was second-team All-NBA. Like, he is a, he's one of the best players in the league. But... Tatum every night has to, like, playmate. He has to score. Like, he's the go-to guy in crunch time. Like, there are so many things that are required of him. And then you take that on steroids and apply it to Luka on the offensive end. He is the Mavericks offense. And with KD, like, at least in this Phoenix Suns iteration of Durant, like, Booker was the alpha. Like, in the postseason, Devin Booker was who the offense ran through. Like, they used KD as decoys, like... They moved him off ball. He wasn't necessarily the one initiating offense every single time down the court. That was Booker. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with Durant being this highly ranked over guys who are so 
integral to their team. Yeah. Yeah, they're offensive fulcrums. Like Tatum yeah. and Doncic do that nightly. So Exactly. And even even defensively, it's not like Tatum and, and Doncic are necessary liabilities, you know, like they can still hold their their weight to to some degree. Obviously, KD being a, a small forward, you know, has generally a leg advantage on people who he's guarding. So defensively, it could be it could be considered as better. But I definitely agree with you. You know, looking at this playoffs, especially you know that series against Denver, right? It was the Devin Booker show, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I think KD at four is really it's a little way is way too high. So then this list has Tatum at six, Doncic at seven. I would flip them with with KD. You know, I would do what like Tatum at four or sorry five, Doncic at six. The seven, eight, nine, I think is the really tricky one for me. Seven, eight, nine, ten, because this list I has. I do think, but I do think five, six, and seven are another tier, right? Like we know the top four guys. I think this tier of Durant, Tatum, and Luca is like the second tier of stars. See, I agree with Tatum and Luca. But then with with KD there, like I think you need to put Devin Booker into this conversation now too. I legitimately think at this at this point in Booker's career, he is equally valuable and as good of a player as KD is. Fine. So let's expand. Let's expand that to. Well, I I want to talk about Booker when we're discussing this next set of rankings that the Ringer has. So I think you have Booker way too low. I agree. So let's let's talk about this. So my five right now is Luca. My six is Tatum, and my seven is Durant. I have Tatum and Luca switched, but they're pretty they're pretty similar to me. I could I don't really care about like the number with those two. They're very. I would have Luca. Wait, do you have Luca or Tatum at five? Yeah, Luca Luca five, Tatum six, Kevin Durant seven, and I feel really on the edge about putting Durant over Tatum because. I've seen Durant also play small ball five and how much he means defensively to Phoenix too. And yeah. when he was on the Nets, he was playing a ton of small ball five. Yeah. So it's tricky. I just, I, I've i seen Tatum not miss games. I've seen Tatum do it night in, night out in the regular season. And I've seen Tatum go further in the playoffs as well, like in the last couple of seasons. So for now, I have Tatum ahead of Durant. Let's yeah. talk about the next set of guys. Okay, Kawhi at eight is ludicrous, in my opinion. I 100% agree. Jimmy Butler at um, nine, Devin Booker at 10, and AD at 11. First thing, can we can we just agree to put Booker at eight? Yeah, I so that's I agree. I think he, he, I he think showed this, it this year. He has shown it this year for sure. Not even just this year, the past two no, years. No, of course, like, yeah. He's, He's taken his game to another level, and he competes defensively. Like, he, he he will take matchups personally, and he's one of the few guys that does that anymore. Like, if he's if he's going at it with Clay, like, first of all, no one goes at it with anyone in the league anyways nowadays. Like, you just don't see it that much. When but the league is too soft, is like, what you're saying? <laughs> you said it, not me. Booker actively will get into people's faces. Like, he and Luka have this, like, nice little rivalry brewing, and... Hopefully we get them in the playoffs. It's really funny because this is the same times. guy that was mad when he was getting double teamed in the open gym, and like now he's taking things personally. It's like it feels like it's like not necessarily two different players, but I really feel like he's taken to his own. Is very okay with you know being the focal point, being the number one guy. He's like, yeah, this is my team. You know, although they traded for KD, he's saying this is my team. I think having him at ten is. Crazy. I think having Kawhi Leonard at eight is insane. Um, it, there, th- this is the healthy theoretical version of Kawhi, which we saw in flashes this yo, season. For like, I cannot depend. Like three three games combined? No, 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 man. He had like 25, 30 games. Where no, I know, was... but there was really only, I felt like, 15, 15 games maybe where he was where like Devin Booker was, like how Jason Tatum was health-wise. Right, and I mean, okay. Yeah. So the the ringers thing is all time winner and two way monster who would easily crack the top ten of any NBA ranking if his body allowed it. I agree with that statement. You know, he's I, obviously doing yeah, and great players in the league if his body allowed it, but it doesn't, and it's not even like a it's like a perennial thing now with him. It's been the crazy thing is he's years. not even he's not even like that old yet. He's thirty one. Yeah, like there's so much time for him to have 
like four to five more years of really top 12 player level ball. And when he's right, like, I, I wish he had a full season of help and the Clippers made a deep run because then this ranking would make perfect sense. Like, yeah. I would probably have him higher. But given the fact that you just can't depend on him to stay healthy for like two games straight in the playoffs, and this is the second time in his Clippers tenure where he just has not been there when his team has needed him, it's I, – I can't have him at eight. I agree. Also, I just want to say, this Ringer list describes Luka – as a master manipulator, what terrible like wording! They're describing him like he's an ex-boyfriend or something, like a master manipulator, <laughs> like great gaslighter. Like what is this? Yeah, I don't understand. When he runs that high pick and roll with Dwight Powell. I get gaslit into thinking they're the best offense. In the <laughs> like I don't know what they want me to interpret here. Okay, so um, after after Devin Booker, I. I like it. I'm like, who do I choose? Jimmy Butler is a good choice, right? Because he's really good in the playoffs. But the regular season, like his nonchalant attitude to the regular season definitely gets me a little bit. And I'm like, if, if they need, like, dude, think about how close they were to not making the playoffs. Then think about how close they were to losing against Atlanta, right? Like, yeah. think about like, how close they were to losing every single time. And like, I feel like sometimes he just didn't care enough. And then when he did care, like, it was great they won, but like, it's the, I don't know. It's the nonchalant. So, that so okay, for, no, 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 for context, the ringer has Jimmy Butler at ninth after Kawhi at eighth. And let me ask you a question. Like, in a vacuum, would you rather have Damian Lillard or Jimmy Butler? I don't know. I guess Jimmy Butler, yeah. Would you rather have LeBron James or Jimmy Butler? Like, right now. Right now, the version of these two players. I I would say LeBron, but would you rather have Anthony Davis or Jimmy Butler? Anthony Davis. I think I'd rather have AD over Jimmy Butler too. And yeah. the the only problem I have with that is the health. But I think AD did prove that for he, the course he played of a decent amount this year. He played pretty well. Yeah. No, he he was. I mean, decent probably amount. He played, the he played reason... most of the season. Yeah. No, no, no. He was the reason they didn't just bottom out while LeBron was out. Like yeah. he kept them afloat, and then once and then, they put the right pieces around him, he literally showed why he's the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, and then for me, I think LeBron's such a great facilitator, and he showed he could still score. I think that aspect is missing the facilitation aspect from Jimmy Butler. But like uh, offensively, like Jimmy Butler can just turn it on and like hit up those clutch shots. And maybe LeBron can, but we just didn't necessarily. See that after the the Grizzly series, I feel like, of him taking I think, over. But. I think Butler does make the right pass more often than not. I think it's the fact that he overpasses and sometimes like he go he's either the most aggressive player in the world or the least aggressive player in the world. Like him and Just Bam both have the same thing. Like when they have it going, it's going. Like it's so fun to watch. And then. When they decide that, okay, I'm not going to take a shot, it's so frustrating to watch. And that's part of that is why I don't want to put him this high. I, yeah, I, I think do so. want to put the, the Ringers list has 80 at 11, LeBron at 12. And one person I want to talk about who I think now has shown that he is in this tier is Shea Gilders Alexander. I'm not saying necessarily I would put him higher than Jimmy Butler, but the fact that he's 13 and Jimmy Butler is 9 is like. I think they're, like, neck and neck. I think it's, you know, I think after Devin Booker, I think it goes AD. And then I think it goes My only... LeBron slash Jimmy Butler. I think Shea is higher than Kawhi right now because of his availability. And Shea had an all-time great season. Like, he, you know, should, like, <laughs> somebody from the... I'm going to need... Go ahead. No, what, wait, what were you going to say? Somebody from the ringer who tweeted, they were like, oh... For all those people that grinded the NBA League Pass and watched those like late night OKC Thunder games when Shea was going off, like this is for you. When the uh, when the All NBA rankings came out, and I was like, dude, like that. You are you gatekeeping like Thunder games from me now? Like what's going on? Um, <laughs> it's it, watching Shea is a. I, I wish his three-point shot was a little more consistent because I think then he'd be truly unguardable. Like, right now, the thing is that you're still okay letting him live on the perimeter. Um, he is 
extremely tricky because you can't laterally stay with him even though he moves kind of slowly. He's a very herky-jerky player. Not like Kyle Anderson herky-jerky, but like he's so shifty. Like He can get to any spot he wants. I think right now I would still take Jimmy over him because of the fact that Jimmy intensity-wise is a one of the best two-way player in the league. Um, Shea showed flashes of that this season, but he's still not engaged defensively enough possession after possession to warrant him being over Jimmy. So I think for me, where I'd have this is I had Devin Booker at eight, right? Mm-hmm. I have AD at nine. AD at nine. Um, Brian at ten. I do think LeBron is still. I agree. A top ten guy. I agree. I'm going to have... Oh, this is so hard. And this is not even to bring I'm, in to the mix. Let, let me take out have. Kawhi for now. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to... I'm not going to... I'll figure out where to slot Kawhi in a bit. I'm going to not have Kawhi right they, now. Let's, so, you want to talk about the next tier of guys? Yeah, this, or, this list has Shea at 13. They have Dame at 14. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell at 15. Jamal Murray at 16. They have Darren Fox at 17. And then John Moran at 18. This is the hardest... No, this is insane. Like, there are so many guards in the yeah, West. The rest of the this list is just all guards. Nobody else. Like, like, think, for, like, think about it. Before last season, Donovan Mitchell was in this group. Yeah. In the West. Yeah. Like, dude, okay, after LeBron in this list, it's Shea, Dame, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Darren Fox, John Morant, James Harden on this list. It's like six straight guards, and then you have Sabonis. And then... You have, like, after that, like Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Anthony Edwards, like, Paul George, who could be seen as a guard, Jalen Brunson. Like, you forget so- about Bam at 21, but let's let's get there later. Let's talk about this series of guards who I think might be the hardest to, like, rank properly. Is this, like, right? personal so- preference? Or, like, what? Because, like, De'Aaron Fox, I think, is ranked a little low. And, you know, he had a great season, but he had a great postseason, too. Um, there's there's no way Jamal Murray should be 16 on this list, and that's after watching him tear apart every single person in the playoffs. You think he should be higher or lower? Lower, like I agree. I I'm I'm taking a healthy and engaged John Morant over Jamal Murray. Yes, yes. John Morant at 18 is such a reactionary ranking. I think. I agree. He should be like. He should be in that 12, 13, 14 somewhere. You know. I I just saw him last year. What like wasn't he second team All NBA? If I'm not mistaken, I think so. What was he? Let me double check. I want to make sure I'm getting that stat right. He is. Um. Yeah, twenty twenty two All NBA second team. Like he's in that upper echelon of guys, and putting him at eighteen is a little reckless. It's like, um, it's such a reactionary ranking. I think. I do think, but SGA... I guess the que- the question I have now is if if we're taking Kawhi and we're saying, oh, Kawhi's availability, blah blah blah, shouldn't we also take into account John Morant's availability? How long will he be suspended? I mean, not only just the suspensions, but like the distraction, <laughs> the way he plays above the rim, it's like a health thing too. At some yeah, point, which. Yeah, so I mean, that's also my question. Like, I'm I'm fine putting him at fourteen, thirteen, or fifteen, but I if, think I if, I if go. We took Kawhi out. Then how can we justify putting Ja in when he's due for like what could be a twenty thirty game suspension at the start of the season? And this year he got suspended eight games plus he was out injured. You know, availability is becoming kind of an issue for Ja as well. So like, can we justify putting him? Whatever the case is, I think SGA and Dame are better than the rest of the guys in this tier. You think Dame is better than Jean Morant right now? 100,000%. I'm taking Dame. If I want to win a championship right now and you're asking me, give me a starting point card, like, I'm taking Dame over Jean Morant. Okay. I agree with that statement, but I think... Dame just had, like, a 31-point-per-game season. He averaged 32 on, like, high-volume three-point yeah. shooting. Like he was the re like they had to tank once he got hurt because they, they sat him to tank. Yeah, where is he going? By the way, where do you think he's going? He's gonna stay in Portland. I'm tired of this. He's not going anywhere. 
I think he's going to Miami. <laughs> Every offseason, we have the same Chris Haynes Did you see what Jim Butler did? Jim Butler was doing, was doing damn time when he was in the gym. You know that was from last offseason, right? Oh, really? I thought it was from this offseason. Yeah. No, um, they just recirculate the same videos so that there's dude, like the discussion about him going anywhere. He's I got ball sack sports so hard. It's okay. I have to look at the comments to make sure it wasn't. Because <laughs> there's no way Jimmy's already working out. After the finals. Hey, it could be a D'Angelo Russell in the gym after game five type scenario. Okay, oh, so God. what's the rake-in looking like? Because I get it's going to kind can, of can we talk? Can, can we talk about the D'Lo video real quick? That thing gave me so much happiness. Every single time any team lost, it was like D'Angelo Russell is putting up shots after game five of the finals. Like He played himself out of so much money. Now the question is like, how do you keep Reeves and D'Lo, contract-wise? You know, so, you know Reeves has a signature shoe coming out? With whom? Fila? Himself, the, the AR1s. Yeah, like, what company does the shoes make? Like, who's making the shoes? Like, Fila? I, I have no idea. He just Or is this like it. a Stefan Marbury type situation? <laughs> We're about to see the AR1s at, like, Payless Shoe Source. Man. Yo, honestly, the, the, the Marbury shoes were for the culture, dude. They were great. I I agree. Uh, I never owned a pair, but you know they were great. The the Shaq I, ones though, those are really for the culture. Big five sporting good pickups. The Shaqs, the Marburys, um, like all these athletes with like leaning sponsored shoes. Like those shoes are becoming cheaper. Um, Anyways, there's no reason for Austin Reese to have a signature shoe. Let's get back to the ranking. Um, just, to, just to go over it again one more time, I had Jimmy Butler at 12, let's say, and then SGA 13, Dame 14. I think I'm okay with that. For and now. then I, I'm putting Ja 15 there. You're putting Ja 15? I think I can get on board with that. Ja 15... I think I think De'Aaron, De'Aaron has to be sixteen. Fox has to be sixteen. I agree. I saw him. He he is another guy who like every time he touched the ball against Golden State, scared. I thought he was going to score. Yeah. He is ultimate fear factor player. Dude, like he, the, the, the description says, who, who's who spent his career battling an inconsistent jump shot. It did not seem he that, did. No, but now no, no. now I no, feel like that's he's what very I'm saying. Consistent. Oh, it's there now. The midi is automatic for him. He still has to work on the three-point shot. Yes. Um, that's the one limitation in his offensive game. Everything else is there. Like, he is on his way to becoming a perennial all-star guard. Yeah, 100%. So he's he's at 15 um, or 16? I forget. He's at 15. He's at 15. Okay, so 16. I got it. But Donovan Mitchell at 16 or? Yeah. I, I got to give the benefit of the doubt. Despite one bad playoff series, I gotta give Mitchell the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I guess my quite. What about like, you know, Jalen Brown? What about some bonus? They have Harden at nineteen here on this list. I think that's very high. Um, Harden should not. No, he should not be nineteenth on yeah, this list. He maybe maybe in the mid mid to late twenties, but I think he's a late. He, he mid twenties is fair. I think. Yeah. Um, I. Donovan Mitchell is a three-level scorer. He gets the rim. He hits the mid-range. He has an efficient three-point shot. He facilitates pretty well now on this Cleveland team. And he's asked to do a lot for that team, despite having Darius Garland. Um, I think he's just... The volume of work is just much more than what Jamal Murray's done. And I know Murray's like the 16-game guy. Like, you want him in the playoffs. And I understand... But there's also a certain level, not a security blanket, but like when you have a rapport with the best player in the league, like you're going to look better too. There's a reason why every single guy on this Denver team looks amazing when they're on the court. And it's because they're surrounded by a system that revolves around the top ranked player in the NBA. One could argue though, that this is the second playoffs that Jamal Murray has been like undoubtedly, one of the in twenty twenty the bubble, he he went off, and this playoff oh, it's series not, showed. It, it is yeah yeah that's not unfair to say. I think he's. I want to see him have one full season after these finals where he's just like fuck it. I'm gonna average like twenty five a like twenty five a game, 
like maintaining the same need level to, of it's, it's like it's like those years with like D Wade on the Heat with LeBron and Chris Bosh were there. He was always one of the best players in the league, even then. He just didn't need to do yeah, everything. Yeah, that first year where LeBron was on the Heat, people sleep on how good D Wade was. Yeah, and I'm not to say this is reminding me of that, but I agree. You should like he's at 16 here. I mean, that that's not terrible. I don't think he should be lower than 20. <laughs> No, not lower than 20. Don't put him all the way at 16. Like, I'm telling you, like, I'd rather have Ja, I'd rather have De'Aaron, I'd rather have Donovan, and I'd rather have Dame in SBA. So I think on that tier, I would have him at the bottom, and that's 18, and I don't think that's a bad spot for him. That's not unfair at all. Yeah. Yeah. So to to recap this tier of, like, hyper-elite guards, I have SGA 13, Dame 14. I have De'Aaron... Oh no, sorry, I have Jaw 15, De'Aaron 16, and Donovan 17. And then I have Jamal Murray 18. Yeah, I'm with that. Now it gets the, the next six to get to 25 are weird. Cause like they, this list has some bigs now. They have they have Harden at 19, who we've already discussed. Not a top 25 player in the league. I don't think so. Um yeah. uh, they have Sabonis at 20, they have Bam at 21. They have Jalen Brown at 22, Trey Young at 23, uh, Michael Jordan Jr. at 24, and uh, uh, Paul George at 25. And... <laughs> I think Paul George is a little low. but wow. I think Paul George is better than Jalen Brown. I think Paul George should be 19 or 20. I do not think that's a hot take. I think Bam is better than Sabonis. I disagree. Very much. You disagree? Yes, I think Sabonis is now better you, than Bam. You can't play Bam off the court in a series. You can play Sabonis off the court in a series. I think offensively, so Bam, Bam, Bam guards offense. one through five. Yeah, but it's his his lack of. Okay, the, the, these playoffs he has kind of went off. Um, but I think his lack of offensive consistency. And I think his liability at the free throw line, in my opinion, I would rather have Sabonis than Bam. But we literally saw a team that, like, Golden State struggled all year, but when it mattered, like, Sabonis was not ineffective, but we didn't see all-star level Sabonis in the playoffs. Like, I think that was honestly because of the uh, damage that Draymond Green did to him. Draymond Green does not do that no, I mean, okay, take away, like, the damage, whatever, stepping on him, that, like, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just wanted to make that joke. Uh, no. God, yeah, I bet, I bet D'Lo is still shooting outside of the, the practice facility right now. Dude, he's shooting in my backyard and, right now, actually, I can hear it. Dude, I, put me in a shooting contest with D'Lo right now. I, I bet I'd match him. What, you, you and D'Lo and Around the World at, at Six Pillars Park, who, who's going to win? Ooh, I am so stupidly locked in. It's not yeah, even funny. D'Lo can handle the double rim, so, you know, I think you're good. Okay, anyways, back to the Bam-Sabonis debate. Bam has the mid-range when he wants it. Um, I don't we like this literally when he saw, wants it. We, we, we saw Sabonis just... Like, they didn't guard him at the mid-range. Like, he wasn't a threat from there at all. But during the regular season, he was quite effective from the mid-range, which is my issue. Sabonis is effective when he's a roller. Like, he also has the nice little handoff. He's a great passer. But so is Bam. Like, Bam is an amazing passer. You saw all playoffs. This guy's just hitting people left and right off of cuts, like low post, mid post. Like, he knows how to find guys. Like, I saw him develop chemistry with Duncan Robinson after Duncan literally got benched before the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, rediscovered it. That was a nice little two-man game. Bam to Jimmy always, no doubt. Like, he was hitting guys like Struess on cuts. He was working pick and roll with Gabe Vincent, setting screen after screen on the perimeter. Like, I've seen Bam do more on a basketball court than I've seen Sabonis do. That's not taking away from Sabonis. I love his game. I just think Bam is a more complete player on both ends than Sabonis. I think Sabonis is a more versatile player who can offer you a lot more. And I think his ceiling is a lot higher than Bam's, especially on the offensive side of the things where, you know, you can, you can give him the ball at the end of the game and he can actually make some clutch shots. You know, he can bring you back. I don't necessarily see Bam. Bam is a team player. 
And Bam sure is maybe a more overall complete player, especially defensively. Like I hundred percent agree. He's way better defender than Sabonis is. But I think Dude, that Bam in the Bam in the finals literally like like they they're not even in these games without Bam. He goes 26, 21, 22, 20, and twenty in the finals. I'm, I'm not trying to take away defense, from. I'm not that's... trying to take away from Bam. That's not what I'm trying to do. I just think that Sabonis is a better player right now. I'm not saying it isn't close, but I just, I would rather have Sabonis than Bam. I agree to disagree. So at this 19th spot, I have Bam, and you have Sabonis. Sabonis, fair. All right, 20. Um, I have Paul George. I still don't. I yeah. I still don't have James Harden at twenty. I think I have Paul George. Ooh, this is so tough. Um, I think Paul George is massively underrated. No, I I, I agree. Health is his biggest issue. Um, but his health isn't as big of a question mark as like Kawhi's. He's definitely a lot no, more. No, he 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 missed playoff games this year. He missed the play-in game last year. Um, and that's when the Clippers lost to Minnesota and let Pat Bev celebrate like he won the championship. Well, I mean, hey, if you if you listen to the podcast, you know that you know that's more impressive than Denver winning the championship this year. You know, because Denver had crack. Denver had four Cat years is, and they had they had four months. So Cat is actually on crack. Where is Cat on this list, dude? Is he top fifty? He's thirty one. He's thirty one, man. What do you mean? Is he top fifty? I don't know, dude. This this list is kind of kind of weird. I do think there's like six guys I'd rather have over Cat on this list, but we're only talking about the top twenty-five. I I agree with you. I think Paul George gets to be twenty. He's I would much rather have him than a lot of other guys on this list. Yeah, and then now here's where I get you put Bam at like what nineteen? Yeah, or eighteen? I I'm no no rather... no Bam is. Bam is 19. Remember, 19. 18 is Jamal Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not... Okay, no. I guess I would have Bam next for me. I'm, yeah. I'm, trying, to decide where, I'm trying to decide where I want to put Jalen Brown. Because he was good in the regular season. He was great in the regular season. He was second-team All-NBA. And then, I agree. I, I think he's a great player. His left hand, very... you know, is just... Not he, he's an favors. elite wing scorer with two limitations. He has no left and he can't dribble. Those are two gigantic limitations. Honestly, that sounds a lot like the description of me on the basketball court. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to put it. Like I'm having I'm having a hard time with Trey Young and Jalen Brown. Because I think Trey Young, for me, does so much for Atlanta. And I saw him over the course of a series against Boston kind of figure out how to play that Celtics team, right? Like, and with a team with very, you know, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, two of the best guard defenders in the league, right? And he it's, was... It's, it's, it's uncanny what he did in that series. And no one's going to talk about it because they lost in six and it doesn't really matter. We're not going to remember this Atlanta team this version of this Atlanta team. It was but, it was not a very good team in the first place, let's be honest. They have some pieces. I just don't think they have the right scheme. Um they they have to utilize Trey off ball and like tell him to stop shooting as many threes. But this is what Trey did in this Boston series. So the first game, he has sixteen points, five of eighteen, one of five from three, like really struggles to impact the game offensively the way we're accustomed to seeing him do second game a little more of the same like slightly better efficiency he had 24 9 to 22 from the field six assists um it's not it's not like great the last four games of the series he goes 32 35 38 and 30 and he shoots a little better from three yeah and one of the best things about this is that his assist numbers in those last four games are 9, 15, 13, and 10. He was dicing up Boston's defense. And, I mean, that's not easy to do. No matter how Boston's season ended, it's inarguable that they were a really good defensive team. Um, there's a lot to Trey Young's game that goes under the radar because of how glaring an atrocious defender he is. Like... He can't stop anybody, but offensively, he dictates so much. Like he is—he he can't stop anybody, yeah, yeah, but re- nobody can stop him. Remember in Safety Patrol, like 
in elementary school where there would just be one person just blowing the whistle, stop the cars, move the cars along, move the pedestrians, and they're just in command of everything. That's him offensively. He like, was a safety patrol captain of the Atlanta Hawks. He, he's the ultimate safety patrol captain who happens to have unlimited range. I mean, it's not efficient yet, but you have to guard him the second you're within like 35 feet of him. Um, I think he just has to be smarter about his shot selection and things will start to get better for him. And I think trusting his teammates just a little bit more. Efficiency is the best word. Yeah, because he's, what, he's like 33% from three, and he hasn't really had, like, elite three-point shooting ever since coming in the year. I mean, coming into the league. So, But I would, I would, I think, I don't want to take away from Jalen Brown. Because he's a great defender. And he's very efficient, you know, and he's a great scorer. So that's where I'm really having trouble right now on this list. Is the, we're at 22, 23, right? Because 21 is banned for me. I'm assuming, are you not putting Sabonis at 21, or what are you doing with your 21 spot? Sabonis is below both anybody I've talked about so far. Okay. Shit, dude. I don't know. I... <laughs> It's unfair to Brown to penalize him for his offensive limitations when he does so much defensively too. Um, but I also just value what Trey does for a basketball team, and I've single-handedly seen him take the Hawks to a conference final. I'm putting. I'm putting. Jalen Brown at 22 and Trey Young at 23. I agree with the with the Ringers rankings for these two spots. I think I'd, I'd flip them. And I think I'd go Edwards, Anthony Edwards 24 and Sabonis 25. I'd go Anthony Edwards 24. I would go 25 spot. Should I, do, should I be a little spicy and throw Laurie in there? I mean, we have to put James Harden here somewhere. No, I, I think he's fine at like 28, 29, 30, dude. I don't think... <laughs> I think after 25 is like James Harden. I think James Harden's like the 26th best player in the league. I, I really want to give Laurie his flowers. But... Dude, it's... <laughs> It's yeah, for spot. this season, I'm gonna need more than one season from Laurie before. He's... I think next season he's gonna be an MVP candidate. You want to know why? He's serving in the Finnish military this off season. He's doing his conscription services. He's gonna come back even more jacked, even more yoked, with the army mindset, with the army mentality. He's gonna go off. You you've heard it here first, okay? MVP candidate. <laughs> No, I mean, this is going to be the only place that proclaims Laurie Markin as an MVP candidate. Dude, when he wins MVP next year, people are going to come back to me like, oh, how do you know? Like, I just know these things, you know? Laurie was such a fun story, though. Like, it oh, was yeah, awesome he's... seeing him, like, pop off for the yeah. Jazz. I think, Dude, I, I think I, that's... Like, is, are, we, are we underrating James Harden? No, no. I think we're perfectly rating James Harden at, his, at this point in his career. You know, but he had two forty plus point games in the playoff series. I didn't think he had that in him anymore. He does again, very high ceiling, but his floor is very low. That's my issue right now. This is such a weird playoff series from James Harden. He had two games in the Celtics series where he had forty five and forty two. Literally looked unstoppable, and every other game in that series, he looked terrible. two of fourteen shooting, three of fourteen shooting, four of eight. 4 of 16, 3 of 11. That is inexcusable. I'm, we're fine. James Harden is the 26th best player in the league. That's okay. I'm, I'm, happy, you, I'm happy you saw the light. I watched That's, every single game of that series, and it was just so frustrating. Because when he was playing he's such well, a confusing he's player. James Harden, and then when he wasn't playing well, he was playing like, uh, you know, uh, a really bad player. I think if Embiid was just like 10% better in that series, they would have won. He didn't even have to be MVP. Like, <laughs> yeah. He just needed to be like 10% better, and they would have beaten Boston. And then we would not be talking about Embiid as like the fourth best player in the league. Or fifth best player in the league, whatever we have him as right now. Like, 
circling back to it, like I, oh, do you know who this list has as number one twenty five? Dylan Brooks, I know. Dylan Brooks, baby, he cracked it. <laughs> he cracked this list. Just barely. Oh back. man, I'm I'm so glad we're not debating the bottom of this list because the Austin Reeves are one hundred nine. There's some unbelievable rankings for guys on this. Walker Kessler like, is at 103. I think Walker Kessler is better than a lot of the guys above him. Devin Vassell is at 100, which, okay, that's a, that's played, a choice. He played Wendell well Carter season. Jr. is at 98. I, I have issues with things like... Albert Sengun like, is at 93. He is so inconsistent. Shingun is good though. Like he's, he's an offensive. He has the potential to be good. He has the potential to be good. There's he's much more there. we need to see from him for him to actually be considered good. I don't like Maxi below like Fred Van Vliet. Like I think Maxi just had a better year. Steven Adams. Is Maxi's more Adams. efficient. Jaden McDaniels um, seventy five. Like Aaron Gordon over Andrew Wiggins after one run. It's like they both had the same type of like career thing where they were both miscast as like number one options and went to another team. I think Wiggins is just a better player. They like group play like they have Scotty Barnes and OG and Anobi like right next to each other. I think they had like towards the end of this list, they just got lazy and started grouping players in the same team together. Fred Van Fleet over the dude Lamella Ball at fifty is I think that's a it's a tough. I think he's Lamella Ball that. is Lamella Ball is better than Chris Paul right now. Yes, exactly, hundred percent. I think he's better than Dejounte. Rudy Gobert is fifty two on this list. I think Nick Claxton is better than Rudy Gobert. Kyrie Irving is and forty. Nick Claxton is like fifty nine. Kyrie Irving is forty, and Desmond Bain is thirty nine. That is. I want to see Kate Cunningham get healthy. He's at sixty five right now, and I truly just have no idea what that means. I want to. I want to see him healthy and. I want this Detroit team again. to make the playoffs next year, dude. Dude, they're not going to make the playoffs. I, you know, you never <laughs> know. They, they'd be. They'd be lucky if they're the twelve seed. They have a coach now. They do have a coach. They do not have a roster. They have to. They have an. They have, they have an assembly of players together. They don't have a roster. I agree. They just have a bunch of players that don't fit well together at all. They have no scheme. Just a bunch of random people. But Franz Wagner is a better player than Kyle Kuzma right now. Yeah, that was kind of weird for me to see. To be honest, Kyle Kuzma is a better player than CJ McCollum right now. Who else is really Miles Turner? Is surprisingly high. Turner had a good year though. Dude, I am one of Miles Turner's biggest fans. We're, we're classmates, you know? But Dude, he averaged 18 with, like, two blocks a game with elite rim protection. Like, yeah. I think that's Plus, a good I think year. his three-point shooting has improved this year as well. He's like, what was he shooting this year from three, like, 37? Like 37? 37%? Yeah. Yeah, he's Something fine. Like that. That's enough Jeremy to stretch Dude, rip to Jeremy Grant, man. Jeremy Grant is... Like, remember when he was supposed to be, like, the next big player? No, and... he was never supposed to be the next big player. He just was, like, a fun splash signing for Portland. I don't know. I think he had that potential. With, with, with that, the, you know, how well he played in Denver and Detroit. Or, I guess not really Markel, Markel Fultz is a better player than Kyle Lowry right now. 100%. Agree. Markel Fultz is better than a lot of the guys above him. They have Fultz Julius is like, Randall at 43. Is that... That's too low, I think. Oh. I thought that was actually pretty fine. Randall had a hell of a year. Yeah, but he just never turns it on in the playoffs, dude. I know. Well, this list is riddled with inconsistencies. I'm happy with our 25 ranking. I think we'll it was a fun post episode. these, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and recall from memory my top 25. So here it goes. Okay, so one for me is oh we didn't even slot Kawhi back in, man. 
Uh, this doesn't this doesn't even matter. You gotta put Kawhi somewhere. Okay. Um, you know, I'll put him at twenty five. I'll put him at twenty five. No, be be realistic. Kawhi is better than every single guard we named after Shea and Dame. Fine. Yeah, I'll put him at seventeen. Is that sixteen? For me, it's fifteen. But okay, let's let's 16 see. Sixteen for me. Yeah. So I got Joker one. I have Giannis two, Steph three. I have Embiid four. I have Luca five. I have Tatum six. I have Durant seven. I have Booker eight. Davis nine. LeBron ten. Jimmy Butler eleven. Um, Shea twelve, Dame thirteen, um, Ja fourteen, De'Aaron Fox fifteen, Donovan Mitchell sixteen, Jamal Murray seventeen, Bam eighteen, Paul George nineteen, Trey Young twenty. Um, 21 is, who did I have at 21? This is so hard to do from memory. Jalen Brown at 21. Um, Edwards at 22. Who am I, why am I three short? Who the hell did I miss? Oh, um, I'm on crack. What did I do? Oh, Kawhi was supposed to be after SGA and Dame. I mean, yeah, Kawhi was supposed to be after SGA and Dame. Did you put Jamal Murray back in the list or no? I'm not sure if I heard you say his name. Okay, you know what? You you say yours. I'm gonna write mine out. I am losing. Yo, I'm, I'm not. So. I'm not remembering mine from memory. I'm really okay. <laughs> I said. I think once. there are the, there are tiers to this though, right? Like yeah. Top tier is like the first four of like Joker, Steph, Giannis, and Embiid, in whatever order you want. And then I think there's that tier of like Durant, Tatum, Luca, um, Booker. Booker, you can include in that. And then you get into that like Jimmy Butler, AD, LeBron, right? That's like another tier of like you're not sure about like a regular season, but you know in the playoffs, like you want those guys. Um, then there the guards. Is, yep, the guards of SGA, Dame, Donovan, Fox, Ja, Jamal Murray, and then let's say Kawhi is Kawhi and PG also... in the same tier are the guard like kind of with with given given Kawhi's limitations. Given Kawhi's limitations, sure. I think I'd have Kawhi over a lot of those guards on that previous list, but I mean whatever. That that's fine. He's just really injured all the time, so it's hard to objectively rank him. And then you have this second like you have this now this group of you're not sure what they are as like number one options, right? It's like you have like the BAM, you have Sabonis, um, you have uh Jalen Brown, and then there's like these other like first options, but they're also not at peak superstardom of like Trey Young, Anthony Edwards, um I guess you could put Jalen Brunson. In James Hard James Harden is there. Jalen Brunson is on this ringer list, number twenty six. That is very high, and I think I'd rather have him than James Harden. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's kick James Harden out our top twenty five. Top he was never in the top twenty five for for me. Don't know why he was there for you. You know, this is a good list. I like this list. This is all just an exercise to show that ranking the NBA players is such a meaningless and fruitless exercise. Like, there really is no point. I think the only thing that's... Such a meaningless thing that we just spent 40, 50 minutes, 59 minutes doing it. You know, well, people are going to nitpick our list, too, and it just doesn't matter. I hope they do. People are going to say, like, LeBron is still, like, a top six player. And, like, after watching him lead a team to a conference finals, like, can you really argue against that? I don't know. It just doesn't matter anymore. I don't care. If the Warriors don't win the finals, what is the NBA anyways? Like, All no I care point. about is Lori Markkinen winning the MVP next year. I had a hot take. I think Anthony Edwards is going to finish top four in MVP voting next year. Can you call him by his proper name, please? Michael Jordan Jr.? 
There we go. I don't I don't see him dating Larsa Pippen though. Who is dating Larsa Pippen now? MJ's son, right? Oh really? I'm pretty sure that was the thing. Oh. I thought it was somebody on a team because then somebody was like, Oh, can you imagine if No no like so it, it it was it was Malik Beasley, right? Because isn't isn't no, um, no, it's not. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm clearly not up with that drama, but I think you're remembering that Malik Beasley and Scottie Pippen Jr. were both on the Lakers on the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think Michael Jordan's son is dating Larsa Pippen now. Ah, if I'm okay. not mistaken, spicy. Well, yeah, that's our. I think that's that's all we have for this episode. We're gonna yeah, come back. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see each other this weekend. Yeah, at, in San Diego. At, sorry, in La Jolla. At, La Jolla, you know, yes. UCSD class of twenty twenty three graduation. Our siblings are graduating, man. Time flies. I know. We got to record a Across the Spider Verse review soon as well. Soundtrack spoilers. The works. You already know. Yeah, it'll be very, very long. My hot take is that... Don't. I don't want to hear it now. Don't. Don't. Save it for the episode. I don't even want to hear it. Fine. Fine. But yeah, good episode. We're we're back from sabbatical. Don't worry. Yes, we are. We are so back. 